Welcome to the Easel Studio Podcast. This is the audio version of an episode that was originally broadcast on easel.eu. If you wish to watch rather than listen, go to Easel Campus to see all the episodes on demand. Good evening and welcome to Easel Studio, your weekly hepatology broadcast news. So, 2023 is coming to an end and so is Easel Studio Session 5. And Christmas is very close. As you can see, I'm ready. I'm dressed up for, for Christmas. So I think we would like from the Easel Studios producers, those who on the day-to-day uh, manage Easel Studio and make sure to deliver some nice content to you, we'll take this opportunity to have a Christmas uh, uh, edition where we look forward to leave, leave, look backwards to leave forward. And with me, I have uh, uh, Debbie Shawcross. Hi, Debbie. Can we also see your nice jumper there? Hi, Alexander. Yes, I've got my jumper, my Christmas Christmas jumper. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. And Thomas Burke. Hi, Thomas. Hi, good evening. Hi, Alexander. Hi, Debbie. And Ahmed Azakawi. Good to see you, Ahmed. Hi, Alexander. Thank you. I looked for my Christmas jumper, couldn't find it, but hey, <laughs> That's perfectly okay. That's perfectly okay. So... As I told in the promo video there, I want to challenge you. You spend a lot of time with this to drive content, but how much do you actually know about Easel Studio? So we'll start off with a quiz, and then we'll get back to what are actually the episodes that taught us most, the most surprisingly one, what we learned most. And then later we'll discuss it. What is it we look forward to in 2024, both in Easel Studio, and also what do we see of breakthroughs coming up that we all need to stay alert to? But now, guys, and I think this is there's a big prestige here. We got a lot of uh, audience here listening in, and I'll read all the questions. And also, when we have multiple choice, allow to make sure that we have we have uh, um, also the all listening and broadcast uh, on on podcast they can they can uh, follow. So first, and I'll ask you what each. So our first question is: How many Easel Studio sessions were broadcasted live on site from Easel Congress 2023 in Vienna? So, Debbie, quick. Well, I, I'm just thinking I'm going to work it out. Um, <laughs> I, I think no. there was, I think there was twelve. I could Thomas, be wrong, but I would go for twelve. Oh my God! Good. We need Ahmed. Something else? No, there was three a day. I was trying to think whether we dropped on, but I don't think we did. So it was twelve. Four days. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I will just move it forward here. Just a second. I need to make it work. What would have been your choice, Alexander? 11 or 13? <laughs> <laughs> I was also part of planning it, Thomas. So just, I'm struggling a little bit to move it forward. Um, and the answer was 12. Okay, so far uh, uh, we are all on the same page, so that's good. So let's see. So this means the producers know what they are doing, right? <laughs> <laughs> so it's reassuring. Far. But this was an easy one, I guess. If you have four days and you have three times a day, it, 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 this kind of math we, we do expect from you. Uh, then, yeah, let's move to the next question. Okay, so now it becomes a little bit more difficult. So how many episodes of Easel Studio have been broadcasted in total? A, 71, B, 88, C, 98, D, 
107 or E, 115. So now we start with you, Ahmed. I'm going to go D, 107. Thomas. E, 115. Debbie. I was going to go for D, 107. Ah, you're chicken. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get the answer. D. Oh, my God. So here you can see how it splits out. We start. <laughs> Season one, only three episodes. That was started later the year. And then 2013 during uh i'll see 2022 in london then 17 and 25 in season four and 12 as we just heard in easel congress and then uh, season five um 16 episodes so and i'll get help here to find out who is actually winning okay so now we go to question number three out of six question so what is the average number of on-demand view listeners per easel studio for session four and five so how many people do it on demand afterwards it's been broadcasted live a is 436 b is 598 it's very precise numbers this okay it's mm -hmm. 702 d 801 and e 924 so thomas this time we start with you yeah, I think there's a little mistake. I think it was 802. <laughs> <laughs> You've been counting them, Thomas. <laughs> okay, Debbie. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I, I was going to go lower. I was going to go 702. You're pessimistic. <laughs> Ahmed. I'll, I'll be different. I'll go 598. We all want it to be E, but I'm not sure we're as high as that. Let's go 598. B for me. Always want to go different. That's good. And listen, it was 924. <gasps> no, wow. Can you imagine? Yeah. It's impressive. I think I'm think I'm 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 proud of 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 that we deliver something that so many people want to listen into. Almost thousand people. Not bad at all. Okay, then we go to question number four. So how many times has the most popular 2023 Easel Studio episode been streamed? I don't know if one of those that one of you guys moderated. We will not tell that today. And if you can get now, we will also ask if you get bonus point which episode it is. Let's say first is 1245 times, 1605, 1878, D. 2,617, E, 2,915. Ahmed. I'm going to go on the basis of last time with E, 2,915. And I think it, the episode was uh, the, the one about albumin. Albumin for everyone or for no one. <laughs> let's see that'd be good for me i remember i i i, I moderated it and people were not exactly agreeing so that made it quite interesting thomas i would also go for e and i'm a bit yeah not happy that the last time i haven't chosen e and i think well it's albumin could be but i would go for the better blocker thing but was that in 2023? Oh, you're it? right. You're right. It was 23. So I would go for Albumin too. Yeah. Oh, is it okay, guys? I helped Thomas. He's an old friend. <laughs> <laughs> Depends whether we draw or not. Okay. I, I think... <laughs> Maybe. 
I say, I think Thomas is trying to get bonus points for getting 2022 in as well. Um, I was going to go for E as well. And I think it's the Albion episode, which is which was one of my favourites as well. And I think because it had a summer rerun, I think it got some extra, extra streams. So, uh, so you think it was too easy and you're perfectly right. Those who went for E, it's um, 2,950 uh, times streamed. And it is the... Uh, Albumina cirrhosis for all for some of the nuns. So those of you who haven't seen it, then consider to revisit it. Okay, then we go for the final question. So this is will become the defining question. So how many countries are represented in the Eastern Studio on demand audience position four and five? So how many countries? How much is the outreach of Eastern Studio? 89, it's already pretty high, I think. 89 countries, 95 countries. 112 countries, 124, 150. So, Ahmed, I can think, no, Debbie, you're really thinking. You have to start. Who wants to break? Oh, I'll go for C, 112, but it may be more. I wouldn't be surprised uh, if it's more, uh, but that was C. Easy just to take the one in the middle. Ahmed. I was going to go for 112, but let's make it interesting. I'll go for 95, B. Oh, that's good. Thomas. So I will go for D, 124. Okay, let's see. It was oh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, kind of, it's kind of interesting. Let's say Europe alone, Easel Easel Europe, we have as a 53 countries that is in WHO Europe in Easel region. So I think we're very happy that Easel actually delivers something to the community outside um outside. Okay, but let's go to the final question. So what are the top five countries in the Easel Studio on-demand audience for season four and five? And that's two points, bonus points. So A, so now it becomes a little bit diff different or difficult for you. A, UK, Spain, Germany, US, Belgium, or UK, US, Italy, Spain, Germany. C, Germany, UK, France, US, Italy. D, UK, Germany, US, France, Australia. E, US, UK, Germany, Denmark, Italy. I'm happy to see Denmark there, small country, yeah, big fans here. So who want to go first? I see a pattern here. As we say, we have many members in in UK, but certainly also in, in, in US. So uh, Ahmed. I'm going to go D, Alexander. Thomas. I would go for B. Debbie. Oh, this is a tough one because I think United Kingdom are first. Um, and oh, yeah, I, I'd go D, I think. Okay, let's get the answer. Oh, yes. Wow. <laughs> US, Italy, Spain. Okay, I, I need to work a little on the Danes, I guess. <laughs> okay, let me see. just give you a second and then I'll see if I can get in the chat here who has actually was the winning one so we can already celebrate. Let's see if my maths is correct. I think I'm last. I think Thomas is ahead. Uh, and I think, I think Thomas and Debbie have tied and I'm last. I could be wrong. This is where my mental arithmetic on the go is about to be tested. <laughs> I will just give a... a, a... Louis from Easel Office a second here to help me. I didn't keep completely track on it. 
but otherwise i think we can uh, we can just uh, remove the slides and then go a little bit back to 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 what is this all about and and maybe i can ask you what <laughs> oh my god it's a tie <laughs> <laughs> Diaz. Well, I'm going to take a positive spin and say at least we are there. Diaz. Diaz. Sure, Ahmed, Ahmed, you, Ahmed, you, you, you lost. <laughs> <laughs> Ahmed, no, but, but I think you deserve it a little bit. You're almost, you're almost the far, always the fastest, etc. So this. <laughs> but what do we do with Debbie and Thomas? I don't know. I have to consider a little bit. But you seem to be pretty well up to speed. No, but I think let's just. End I it. think Debbie, in terms of the. Christmas jumper <laughs> one. <laughs> That's the whole point. No, and also Thomas, that you've been so embedded in this for longer time, so you're supposed to know better. So I, I also helped you in one. So I think we could, uh, uh, Debbie, you, you, you're the winner. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but Debbie, then I want to go back, uh, back to to your favorite again. We are looking back and 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 look forward, but but. Let's look back. So which episode during this year was something that really uh, um, struck you as a, as a learning opportunity or something where you say, this is my favorite, so an episode I would like to revert to? So I, I talked about the albumin episode, but that's a bit boring because everybody was talking about that. So actually, I'm going to be slightly different here and say, actually, the, the two episodes for me that were really striking uh, were the episodes where we included our patients as the highlight of the studio. Uh, and I'm talking about, we, ha we had an episode back in January that Ramon Batale uh, moderated called a 360 degree look at alcohol, where we had a patient who, who was the star of the studio. Uh, and that was just incredible for me because actually I think I learned more uh, th th than anyone else as, uh, as a participant. But also uh, the, the studio that we held uh, last week where we had uh, Stephen, um, one of our patients uh, with hepatic encephalopathy. Why is it so important to have the patient? I agree. We also actually had in, in during the Congress uh, patients around the nomenclature. But tell me, why is it so important with the patients? Because it's what we're here for, Alexander. We're here for our patients to, uh, you know, you know, to make life better for them, and uh, just to be able to hear how it feels from their standpoint is so important because then it enables us to understand uh, what their needs are, what the unmet needs are, and 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 how we can go about uh, improving things for them and and for for you know hepatology globally. Um, so I learned so much from those episodes. And I, th I think they're really, really important episodes for us to uh, continue to do in the studio. So for me, they were highlights. I agree that this lift experience and congratulations again, you for one last you week there with Stephen actually telling about itchy. It's not exactly easy, but really uh, teaches something. But over to you, Thomas, if you look back, is there some single episode where you say, okay, this was really, really nice, Sam? Yeah. Well, Alexander, I have to say that, you know, the involvement also of our industry partner is really something I enjoy and to get their view, you know, especially when it came to hepatitis B cure, what is really needed, you know, it's a bumpy road, it's not so easy to achieve. Um, and I think this was really quite revealing. But if you ask me for a specific session, I really enjoyed the one on rare liver disease. Um, with genetics in liver disease, a missed opportunity. And I think we could have 
talked for hours. It was perhaps a bit short because there's, I think, so much in it. And I would really like to see a follow-up on these. And um, I fully agree with the, yeah, let's say the take-home message coming from these um, studios um, session that it's a missed opportunity that we should use it more in our clinical practice. Oh, fully, fully agree. And even though I tend often to pick first or really do on site the uh, on time the the where that's really close to my interest area, I actually have to admit I learn most about things that are a little bit outside what I normally do. And this is not just to make you happy, Thomas, but actually I it was very useful for me the one you did on Delta virus. I don't do Delta very much, but I want to know how to actually deal with this as a good hepatologist, even though I don't treat them myself. And I think that was very useful. And I think some of the others we also had around, yeah, especially genetics, what can we learn there? And then rare diseases is, is really helpful. But over to you, Ahmed. What are you now? Are so, you okay? Are you lost, Ahmed? Are you still? No, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine that I lost. No problem. <laughs> no survival. I'm glad that you guys know the studio better than me. It's quite absolutely fine. Uh, um, so for me, I think Debbie's point is really important. I also agree with everything you and Thomas have said. I like when we have external perspectives in Easel Studio. So in fact, uh, two of the nicest ones I enjoyed this year were the Young Investigator Initiated Task Force Initiated ones. Uh, in particular, there was there was one about gender equality, which was interesting because we had people outside hepatology talk to us about that. But there was one about um, uh, essentially um, one about stress at work and also about burnout. And I really learned quite a lot from that studio because I think it's something that we don't talk often about. The fact is we all lead very stressful professional lives, trying to balance that with personal lives. We had a very difficult time during the COVID pandemic. I've mentioned the C word, apologies. But people's resilience has really, really been tested over the last few years. And so actually getting some self-awareness into what the path towards burnout is, I think was really, really interesting. But equally, I, I think this, the sessions on biohepatitis, I really, really greatly enjoyed. And, and, and some of the stuff we did during the Congress was fantastic. Yeah, no, you're you're right. Now we sit here, we enjoy, we look forward to some some uh, holiday time. But you're right; it's almost an epidemic among doctors all across the world, actually, about burnout. So how do we look out for ourselves? How do we look out for our colleagues? How do we help them? How do we look at early signs? I also enjoyed that episode very much, and it's it's, it's really something I would urge everybody to do to help themselves, but certainly also their colleagues. Okay, but then let's try to 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 look forward. So this year is coming to an end, and of course, Eagle Studio will be with you uh, in twenty twenty four. But then maybe if you can just uh, say a little bit about some of the upcoming episodes, but also maybe mention what do you, you know, things are exploding in hepatology. Lots of things are going up. So if you can also then mention one of the expected breakthroughs, it can also be a big whatever, failure next year. But what are you looking forward to in 2024 that is really worth looking at? So maybe, uh, Thomas, do you want to give it a go? Yeah, well, I think we we really see uh, many new data and it's a kind, well, revolution is a big word, a big word, but what we see in hepatobiliary um, tumors, liver cancer is really amazing, you know, with so many new opportunities. We starting with the discussing adjuvant uh, treatment, maybe in the future near adjuvant. We have all these combination therapies. 
And um, I think no, this is there, really... specific one study you think, okay, this is a potential game changer where we really see, okay, something is coming out. Watch out for that. Can you see that in Horizon or is it more general development? Well, I think, you know, a, a main issue we have is that most patients are too advanced in terms of their liver disease to be treated with systemic treatment. And of course, this is really something we have to work on. And we have the yeah, whole agenda on early diagnosis um, of liver cancer. But I think what I'm really looking forward is are all these combination treatments where you can, where you try to yeah, reinforce, to augment the activity um, of immune. Um, yeah. So Thomas, do we have a studio upcoming on RAT or is it something we should do? Or um, We will have it. You know, one of the last sessions was already decision-making. They also discussed decision-making in hepatocellular carcinoma. And the other thing is, of course, the genetic background, new biomarkers you have with the more tailored or personalized treatment. And we also had a you know, with a molecular tumor board, we have something to offer. And I think we will continue um, in the next season with that. So we need to stay uh, focused. So, Ahmed, from where you stand and what will you be looking for in 2024? So I think for me, um, as 2024 is going to be really exciting. We're potentially going to have the first licensed therapy for Mazult. Um, to use the new nomenclature. And I think also the next year we really need to sort of um, see the implementation of the new nomenclature, what it means, and also whether we see more investment into your field of study, Alexander, alcohol-related liver disease. And I think those are the discussions we'll have in the studio. What does the nomenclature mean a year on? How is it impacting the field? How is it impacting the research uh, portfolio and the research landscape? Um, there are other really exciting developments in the field of viral hepatitis in terms of functional cure and hepatitis B. And we'll see some readouts from more phase two trials, and I'm sure they'll figure in Easel Studios. Um, and, you know, we've got an upcoming session with an industry roundtable on what the real bumps in the road to follow on from something Thomas and Tobias were involved with at the Easel Congress last year. So there's lots to look forward to, but really for me, the sort of the juxtaposition of a new therapy, but how we interest colleagues outside liver in, in, in moving the field forwards and how we um, learn together is something I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, couldn't agree more, Ahmed. And we will have perhaps new treatments for the rare diseases with PBC and CPVR alpha agonists. So this could be also something that, yeah, could be a big change in our management for these patients. Super exciting times in hepatology. So Debbie, the winner of our quiz, you, you, look, you might be able to look more clear into the future, Debbie. <laughs> what do you see? There's two things I wanted to mention, but the first thing is, is that uh, there's been, a, we talked about albumin earlier, but there's been a huge debate about whether beta blockers improve outcomes in patients with cirrhosis. And one of the things I'm really looking forward to in 2024 is that there's a very uh, big uh, trial being led in the UK called the BOP trial, which is looking at 
uh, at uh, Carvadillo versus placebo in treating patients with cirrhosis and grade one varices that, that, that we'll be completing and reporting uh, towards the end of 2024. And that's going to be incredible because actually it may give us the answer as to whether this is something uh, that's doing good to our patients or not. It's recruited uh, almost 754 uh, patients and it will be the biggest study. So I'm really, really looking forward to, to, to the results of, uh, of that. But the second thing I also wanted to mention is that I was very honoured to be part of the first uh, AI task force inaugural meeting this afternoon. Um, uh, and uh, we've now got an AI task force at EASL uh, and they're planning some incredible things uh, in hepatology and, and oncology uh, over the next year. This uh, is really exciting. Can you just see there's a few very, we don't have much time, just some examples because we all think that AI is going to disrupt our world, including hepatology. And that's why this task force is down just a little bit there. Oh, well, I think it's going to make her life easier talking to them. And I'm not an AI expert, but for example, they said, well, why don't you, why don't you get an AI tool to summarize the, the best bits of easel? It, it can do it in five minutes in an A4 page. And I thought, oh, why aren't we doing this? So yeah, some very, some very straightforward and simple things that actually may enable us to, to be better educated. Um, uh, but yeah, watch this space. I think we need to have another AI studio next year. Amazing. Okay, so there are plenty to go for. And already in January, we have a studio of um, hepatitis B, metal D, and bleeding. So stay tuned. But otherwise, I think we want to stop here. I guess everybody is busy here preparing for Christmas Eve. So I just wanted to end up with, with showing you a little bit here uh, about Easel Studio, some stats, and also uh, thank you to those who supported us. So the slide you see here is, is the outreach of Easel Studio. So number of on-demand viewers, audience on Easel Campus by geographical uh, distribution average on season uh, four and five. And I think we are very proud at, at Easel that actually just like our member base is plus 100 countries, the distribution of people who actually consume this and in, hopefully enjoy what we provide us all over the world and also show, I think, the power of having a tool like this. You can do it when you're on your bike or you can do it live. So thank you very much, uh, colleagues all over the world for tuning in on Easel Studio and particularly also those who helped us because the four of us, we're just trying to put it together in the best possible way. But all of those who are actually part of the faculty, all the moderators who put together each uh, 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 each session and making it exciting. And again, uh, a very nice distribution for many places in the world. So thank you very much uh, for that. And then uh, finally, I also want to thank uh, our sponsors, our partners for the Easel Studio uh, during the year, which are vital to, to make this work. And you can see the, the, the different companies here who has been part of Easel Studio, uh, BNI, GSK, Ibsen, Novo Nordisk, Takeda, CSL, Bering, Simbay, Gillette, Madrigal, Mirum, AstraZeneca, SI, Norgene, Allegos, Chemomap. So thank you very much uh, for this support. And then I would like to end it here and wish you a wonderful holiday season and look forward to meeting you all somewhere in hepatology in 2024 and certainly hopefully on uh, Easel uh, Studio. We also have HEC com Summit coming up and of course we all meet in Milan. So wish you a lovely Christmas.